0: Welcome to the Voo Church Podcast. Life brings seasons of waiting. The truth is, we're all waiting on something. The question is, what does waiting produce? That depends on who you are waiting on. Today, Pastor Don Cherie Wilkerson shares the power of waiting on God. In this message, wait and see. Vision is worth the wait. To discover the vision, visit voochurch.com slash vision. Now let's lean into the message together. so excited about
1: what God's speaking to us this year as our vision for the year is wait, W8. And over the next few weeks in this collection, we're really going to dig deep of what it looks like to wait on the Lord. Tonight, Today I'm really excited because I get to share on the verse that really is our foundational verse for this collection and for our vision this year. And that's Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. If you have your Bibles with me, you can turn there. It says this They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. I want to talk to you for the next few minutes on this thought wait and see. Turn to your neighbor and say, Wait and see. Turn to the other neighbor and say, Wait and see. Okay, we're on this crazy ride together. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you for your people. Lord, thank you for all the things that are going on in our community. Lord, we celebrate your faithfulness, Lord, yesterday, 1,300 families, Lord, um, blessed. It's you, Lord. It's, It's your power. It's your grace. It's your kindness, God that does the work in our lives. And we just thank you, God. Thank you for what you're doing ahead. And Lord, we know you're in this room right now, moving in our hearts as we look to your word, transform us. That's what we ask, and we believe it in faith. Everybody said? Amen. Um, It's that time of the year that my family's entering into where for the next, you know, month month and a half, uh, there's only one question that's asked again and again and again and again. I have a five-year-old, a four-year-old, and a two-year-old. You know what that question is? When is Christmas? When is Christmas? My son Wild, he is obsessed. And I have in one corner of a closet, I have like a little bin where I keep gifts that I'm not ready to give the kids yet or things that I'm saving and Wild my four-year-old has, has discovered the hidden gift bin. And sometimes he'll wake up before me and I'll come in and he's in the living room playing with the gift. He's unwrapped it. He's playing with it. I'm, bro, we need to have a talk right now. This is not the way this works. He has a hard time waiting. He's four. He, he'll go to the freezer and he loves waffles. And I try to tell him they're called egos. That's my childhood. Hello. He's like, no, they're waffles. And he'll pull one out of the freezer. I'll say, let me put that in the toaster. And he runs away with his little feet and says, no, I like it cold. And he just bites into it. He cannot wait. He has absolutely no understanding of time. Like when I leave the house, Wild will start he'll start crying because he doesn't want me, want me to go. But it'll be for the shortest trips. And I'll look at him and say, Wild, I'm just going to be gone for 15 minutes. I'm running down the road. I'm going to pick something up. I'm coming right back. I'll be back in 15 minutes. He cries. 15 minutes is too long. It's too long. And he, then he looks at me and he goes, One hour. <laughs> One hour. And I'm like, Okay. I can roll it. You know what, you're right. One hour. Wilde has absolutely no understanding of the concept of time. And I think for us, as we follow Jesus, in the here and now, we often have no concept of time as it pertains to the eternal God that we serve. How many of you know we're living for more than just right here, right now? We're looking forward to eternity. Come on, can I get an amen? It's hard for us to grasp. It's hard for us to comprehend. As we take the time over the next few weeks to study what it means to wait on God, I want you to understand first of all what waiting is not. Waiting is not a stop sign in your life. Waiting is not a pause, but rather waiting produces. A harvest that could never be achieved out of your own striving or your own strength. Waiting is not worrying, can I get an amen? Some of us, as we wait, we just think that it's our part time job to worry about what we're waiting on. But Jesus says, don't worry. Look at your neighbor, say, don't worry. These are the words of Jesus to us. It doesn't add a moment to your life to worry. And I understand that worry may seem a worthy response to the things that you carry, but that's not where your strength will come from. That will break you down, but rather your strength will come from when you put your trust in the one that is worthy to hold your weight. Come on, can I get an amen? We're not we're not worrying in the weight in this community. Also, we're not wondering in the weight. Uh, our, our generation has wonderlust. We're, we're on to the next adventure. What, what's a better option as I wait? I don't want to wait here. Let me get on that next plane. Where's that one going? That sounds like fun. Let's try to take the shortcut. But how many of you know that only God is the one that can order our steps, that he establishes every step as we trust him? We are not worrying. We are not wondering. We are not at a stop sign. We are waiting because we believe we are going to see the providence and the faithfulness of God, not then, but right here. Come on, can I get a testimony? today he's moving right here right now he wants to produce a miracle in the weight and I love this word produce like what what does produce means it means to take raw elements and to create something using the raw elements God wants to take the raw elements of your life and produce something you could never dream of as you wait on him so what does waiting actually produce Well, it depends on who you're waiting on. Who are you waiting on? When I was born, I'm one of seven kids. My parents gave me a scripture. It's this scripture. I'm very passionate about it. Isaiah 40, 31. Memorized it from a young age and um, grew up in the studio with my mom writing children's songs. And uh, I actually recorded this song and remembered this week that I had the recording. You want to hear it? Okay, check this out.
2: Hi, my name is Don Shree. That's me. When I was just a baby, and Destiny and I were the only children in the family, we used to travel with Mom and Dad in our bus all over the country. At night, Mom would sing me to sleep. Mom and Daddy chose a song just for me. They called it Don Shree's song and said That's it was real prayer for my life. Our friend Teddy Glover wrote this song that they chose for me, and it's called They That Wait on the Lord. It comes from Isaiah 40, the 30th verse. They that wait on the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint teach me lord how to weigh teacher's lord
1: <laughs> I was probably five years old when I recorded that. I couldn't say my R's. I know you can't, you can't tell. Um, but I couldn't say my R's for a long time, actually. But that last line of that song, it's not in the scripture, but it just simply says this. My uncle wrote it. It says, teach me, Lord, to wait. It matters who your teacher is. And throughout the scripture, we see That whoever you get under, whoever is the authority in your life, whoever you are surrendered to their paradigm, their belief system, the way that they live and lead, that is who you will become like. So I don't know who you're waiting on, but I wanna encourage you. Everybody else you can wait on will leave you disappointed and disillusioned, but when you wait on God, you're just gonna get stronger. You're gonna run and not grow weary. You're gonna walk and not faint. You're gonna be shaped in the image of God. You're gonna birth things that you never dreamed that you could ever carry. Can I get a witness in the house? He is worth the wait. They that wait upon the Lord. Man, I sang that so many times growing up. Teach me, Lord, to wait. And how many of you know, if you ask him, he'll do it. And I learned how to wait, and I'm still learning how to wait. I don't always get it right. One of the most significant periods of waiting in my life was when we walked through infertility for eight years, trusting God for a child. And I wanna let you know, during those eight years, for six years, I didn't share it with anybody but God was my teacher, he was my counselor and my comforter, he was a faithful God and I found who God was in the wait and I found who I am in him in the wait. And I look back, those eight years were not wasted. In fact, I wouldn't give back one of those years because those eight years formed who I am today. They are precious moments. And more than just the time that elapsed, hear me, before I ever held the baby in my arms, I came to a place where I said, God, if I never hold a baby in my arms, you're enough. Because the baby's not my treasure, you're my treasure. You wake me up with purpose every day. You wake me up on a mission. You put a smile on my face and I know your eyes are always on me. So I'm gonna wait on you. Come on, can you give God praise today? Thankful that we can wait on God today. It's worth the wait to wait on God. Who are you waiting on? Do you think that God has abandoned you? Because this is the context of this scripture. Isaiah, the prophet, he's speaking to the people of God. They are in exile. They've been taken into captivity, and they feel like God's no longer looking at them, caring about them, doesn't have a future for them. But Isaiah 40 is a turning point in their story, because God tells Isaiah, speak comfort to my kids. Speak comfort to my people. And this is not the kind of comfort that says, pull up a warm, cozy blanket and get comfortable in your misery. And, end your bindings but rather this is a comfort that says speak strength to the spirit of my people tell them that there is a brighter day coming let them know that i am a firm and sure foundation and refuge for them speak comfort And this is what he says. He reads their mind, their jaded, broken mentality. He says this, why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God. Have you not known? Some of you need to be reminded today. Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fail. But those who, what? Wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. The prophet Isaiah is reminding the people of God that you may feel defeated, but your God is not defeated. You may feel tired today walking in, but can I just remind you, your God doesn't ever get tired. He doesn't get overwhelmed. He And if you'll wait on him, he'll transform you from the inside out. Are you willing to wait? Somebody say, wait. God's strength is reserved for those who know they are weak. Do you walk in here thinking that you got it all together because you're just in a good season? Anything can change at any moment. There's only one thing that doesn't change and that's the faithfulness of our God. My job is the surrender. He gives me the strength. When I surrender, when I realize that I'm weak, I'm lost, I'm broken, that even to be able to string three words together right now is truly a gift from God, I gain the strength of all of heaven. But he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I got up here today to boast about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on Me, his power is waiting for you. If you'll just surrender, if you will just wait on him, stop getting acquainted with all your weaknesses and start getting acquainted with his strength. Who are you waiting on? Lean on me, we all love that, we love that song. Lean on me when you're not strong and I'll be your friend. Now that is a great song. To hold hands with at your friends giving this week and just sway, look into each other's eyes, and just encourage one another. That's a terrible song. When you're talking about God, you don't lean on him. You collapse into his grace. You put the full weight of your life upon him. You fully surrender to his lordship, to him as a savior. I'm not leaning on Jesus like a crutch. I'm banking my every breath on his faithfulness. Can you give God praise for his faithfulness today, for his mercy? for his stability, for his loving kindness, I wait on him because he's worthy of the weight of my life. That word glory, it actually means weight. So we give him the glory because he's the only one who can carry the weight. You put the weight of your purpose on anybody else, it's going to crush them. They were never meant to carry it. Your husband, he can't give you a purpose. He'll be crushed under that weight. Your wife, she can't give you a fulfillment. She'll be crushed under that weight. Nobody completes us. Nobody can free us. Nobody can give us true rest, renewal, and freedom except for Jesus. Come on, can we give him praise in this house? He is the heavyweight champion of the world. Whatever you're carrying today, he can take it. It's not a weight to him. He already conquered death hell in the grave it's no thing and here you are straggling in today wondering if you're gonna make it cast your cares upon the Lord because he cares for you come on give him praise today you can handle the weight you can handle the weight what happens when we wait well you see at first, it's through your spiritual eyes. God gives you a glimpse. But then you start to see miracles happen all around you if you'll wait on the Lord. First thing that we need to understand is that we wait and see His power. Say, His power. His power. So, those who wait on the Lord, what did the prophet say? He said, They shall renew their strength. So there is power waiting for you if you will wait upon the Lord. We know that the early disciples were told by Jesus to go to the upper room. 120 of them decided to what? Wait. And what did they receive as they waited? They received power. They received the person of the Holy Spirit. When you surrender your life to Jesus, you are Filled with the same power that conquered the grave. You will never walk alone again. And you are given a new counselor. You are given a new comforter. You are given one who will teach you. We talked about the power of the teacher. The Holy Spirit, Jesus said, would teach us all things. Not just like on Sunday when we're all here, but like he will teach you all things. Somebody say all things. You got a good teacher. He'll teach you all things and remind you of everything that Jesus said, but they decided to wait before they walked into everything that God had. What if they had tried to evangelize the world without waiting? They would not have received the power that Jesus had orchestrated for them, but they waited The Holy Spirit filled them. When I was 16 years old, I was waiting in the presence of God in a church service like this. And I was so bound by fear, and it was a turning point for me. Because as I waited on God, as I looked to him with my insecurity and my fear, he filled me with a boldness and a strength that was not my own. And I can tell you honestly that that's the only way I'm able to stand in front of you today. Because I have a million reasons and a million fears why I would never want to get up here with a mic in my hand. But he got my eyes off my my own weakness, and he lit my heart up with the faithfulness of who he is. And he's just that good that I cannot shut my mouth. I got to tell you how faithful our God is. I got to tell you how real his power is. I got to tell you that in your weakest moment, if you'll wait on him, his power... will rest on you is there a witness anywhere in this room that you'd say in my weakest moment he met me and it wasn't my strength any longer it was his why because I waited because when you wait you will see his power and it wasn't a moment where the the sky opened and heavens came the angels came down out of heaven and said you will never fear again my child no I feel fear all the time now because of the power of God that I know is inside of me, I tell fear to shut its mouth. I tell fear it has no residence in my heart. I tell fear the conversation is over. I'm turning my eyes to Jesus. I tell fear it's never been about me to begin with. I know I'm weak. Keep telling me how weak I am because I'll keep telling you how strong he is, how his hand is on me, how he's leading me and guiding me. But it's not just like these moments where you think like, oh, the atmosphere is going to change and all of a sudden I'm completely different friend. You need to get a clearer picture of the power that rests inside of you because it's very practical. Sometimes when we talk about they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, waiting is as practical as going to sleep at night and choosing to trust God. Lately I've been going to bed and I have a choice. Am I going to get on my phone and read all the news? Am I going to get on my phone and review all the things that I've got to get done and work through the night trying to catch up, trying to get it done? Am I going to lay in bed and just feel the weight of all the things that, that I'm trying to figure out but I don't have the solution to? You know what I've been saying lately to God at the end of the day? I've been saying, Lord, meet me in the morning." Because in the morning, like the psalmist said, I get the opportunity to wake up early and I get to lay the pieces of my life on his morning altar. And I get to know that as I lay my head down to rest fully trusting and waiting on God, not toiling through the night, but actually receiving the rest that he has woven into the innate nature of humanity. I know that his promise is this, that his mercies are new in the morning. So when I lay my head down and it's heavy and I'm trying to figure out, I go, God, I can't figure it out tonight, but I know in the morning there's some new stuff waiting for me. When I wake up in the morning, I'm gonna feel different than I feel tonight. When I wake up in the morning, my situation, the morning, light is going to hit it differently. And I'm going to see with a brand new thought process. God, I know. I just got to meet you in the morning. And I choose to trust you. And as I wait on you, you will renew my strength. What do you do when you don't know what to do? Your habits. So if you're, if you're making a habit of worship, if you're making a habit that every single day I'm invoking the presence of God. Holy, 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 Lord God almighty. Early in the morning my song shall rise to thee. Holy, 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 merciful and God in three persons, blessed Trinity. My habit is to worship him, to give him the glory he deserves. I put the weight of my life upon him. I receive new daily mercies. I understand that not only is he merciful, but he is mighty. And that they that wait upon the Lord, come on somebody, shall renew their strength. Can you give him praise today? I just wanna worship him this morning. He's worthy. Not only do we wait and see his power, but we wait and see his perspective. Say his perspective. Now this is so cool because it says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. I don't know about you. I wasn't born with wings like eagles. I was born with two legs and two arms. And so this picture is a picture that I can't achieve on my own. God is saying that if we will wait on him, we will soar. We will soar. Well, how do you soar? You soar on something you can't see. You may not see where your strength comes from, but you can know that you hold it. You can know that as you wait upon the Lord, there is a strength that will renew you and that you will mount up with wings like eagles. Why is this important? Because as you wait on God, God's gonna allow you to soar to new heights that gives you a new perspective. As I walk, I was in New York the other day, I can only see one block at a time. I can only see one street sign at a time. But if I was an eagle, and if I was on eagle's wings and I soared above, how many of you know I'm not just seeing one block, baby. I'm seeing entire neighborhoods. I'm seeing the blueprint of a city. And God is saying, if you'll wait on me, I'll allow you to see what I see. Your perspective will change. Your viewpoint will change. Therefore, your response will change. Your decisions will change. Your direction will change because I've given you a new perspective. Come on, can you give God glory in this house? And that's just practically speaking, just some like 101 preaching to myself here. That's why God says we should be slow to speak. That's why he says we should be slow to anger. That's why he says we should be quick to what? Listen. So like instead of shooting that text off, let it sit for a minute. God, I'm gonna wait on you. You can give me a different perspective. Right now, all I see is red. Instead of shooting that email off to let somebody know, God, I'm gonna sleep on this thing. I'm gonna lay it down. Maybe in the morning, I won't even send it because my perspective will be that different. God changes us as we wait on him. He gives us a brand new perspective. My, my parents live on a lake in Louisiana, and my kids, one of their favorite thing to do is my parents leave binoculars in the window. They have two seats and a, binoc- and a set of binoculars. And my kids sit in my parents' lap, and they, they look, and, and with the binoculars, they can see what their physical eyes could never see. They can see all the way across the lake, details that are not visible with the naked eye. And as you look at that symbol, wait, that eight turns into binoculars. As I wait on God, Lord, you give me a brand new perspective. And the things that I couldn't see before, I now see. It's interesting because Isaiah prophesies, he says they will, they shall mount up with wings like eagles. Isaiah's is almost 700 years after Moses. I wonder if as, as he's speaking this, he recalls when God speaks to Moses on Mount Sinai and he says this, you have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be especially treasure to me above all people for all the earth is mine and God is reminding Moses hey I brought you through the Red Sea I brought you out of captivity you were in slavery and I brought you to new heights that you never could have achieved on your own why is God reminding the people of Israel because their hearts were rebellious and they didn't want to trust God moving forward despite what God had done in the past and we see it don't we We see Moses send 12 spies out to the promised land and we see them get their binoculars out and study everything. And the word of God tells us that 10 came back and they give a report of what their perspective is. And it is that this land is full of giants and we are like ants and we are terrified and their fear and their, their ability to not be able to see what God had provided for them creates hysteria and fear. We live in a culture today that is full of hysteria and fear. But God is looking for Voo Church to be like Joshua and Caleb. That when they look through, their perspective shifts because they don't see with their physical eyesight. Rather, they see through what they heard God say. Hearing brings the faith. And they knew that God said, this is your land, go and occupy it. So they come back and they say, the land is good the giants don't intimidate us if God said it's ours it's ours and let me tell you Fook Church is always going to have the perspective of the two we have the perspective that says stand firm we have the perspective that says make room and God will make a miracle we have the perspective that says wait on the Lord and he will renew your strength you say Don why is that important because your perspective will dictate your path rebellious, angry at God, ungrateful, the children of God, blessed by God with an inheritance, a calling, a destiny that spans all of history, they took 40 years to take a journey through the wilderness that should have taken 11 days because of their perspective. Kids who are five years old should have just been an 11-day trip with mom and dad, not five years old anymore. 45 years old, an entire generation lost because they didn't take the perspective of God. Can I just encourage you? The perspective is not on you. It's not to conjure up in your mind and figure it out. Can I encourage you? Just wait on God. He'll show you things you've never seen before. If you'll focus on his Greatness. He will fill you with the boldness, with the authority and the power to occupy and overcome the land that God has called us to inhabit. We're not running away from Miami. We're not hiding in the shadows. We're not running away from our job every day when we walk in and nobody else serves Jesus. We are standing. You are occupying. You are overcoming bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh, a city on a hill, below light of the world, salt of the earth, that's who you are. But you gotta wait. You gotta wait. We wait and we see his power, we wait and see his perspective, but lastly today, we wait and see his promise. Somebody say his promise. Thanks for preaching with me today. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. We got a new perspective. We got new power. Then it says, they shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. So if you run and you never grow weary and then you walk and you never faint, what happens? the race if you don't quit you win it's his strength that takes us to the finish line endurance has been built through our health through the power of the Holy Spirit through perspective shift now I can finish the race I'm not stopping people who are weary and don't wait to be renewed, they quit People who faint, they can't finish. But people who wait on the Lord, they're able to say, I have fought the good fight. I want to be able to say, I've, I've kept the faith. God, I've finished this, this race. We don't want to run ahead of you, Lord. We want you to take us with you. During those eight years of infertility, there was a scripture that meant a lot to me that I held in my heart. It's very personal. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 13, talking about the hall of faith, all these ordinary men and women, just like you and me who decided to trust Jesus, made history. It says all these people were still living by faith when they died. They were still living by faith. They did not receive the things promised. What? They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on the earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they'd been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God for he has prepared a city for them. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had the opportunity to return. Let me tell you, there's always a ship going in the opposite direction. There is always an easy path back to the way you once lived. But I believe in this waiting season of life that we would have the perspective that life is but a vapor, but eternity never ends. And that we would decide to invest in the kingdom of God that we would decide to give towards that which doesn't moth, rust, can't be stolen or broken into by burglars in the city of Miami, but rather we would invest and wait on God for that which is stored up in heaven. I'm committed to the way. And I say it's special to me in the infertility journey because I realized in my wait on God that I didn't have to wait to see the faithfulness of God. That if Abraham and Sarah, if Jacob, if Isaac, if Moses, if Rahab, you go down the list, if they could all wave to their inheritance and eternity from afar through the lens of faith, that I right now in 2023 as the year's ending, I can get a brand new perspective that gives me a picture of the promise that I'm holding on to and that I can wait and see right now what I'm marching towards. Heaven is what we are walking towards to be with Jesus. Our name is in heaven. Our inheritance is in heaven. Our king is in heaven. Our family is in heaven. The kingdom of God is waiting in heaven. I can't wait for the celebration that awaits us. And here we are putting so much weight on the vapor. How can you put weight on vapor? You gotta put weight on that which can actually be stored up. Eternity awaits. So every time you see that W, And you see that eight? I want you to flip it to the side and I want you to see the infinity symbol. That as I wait, I'm not just waiting in the here and now. Lord, you're faithful, your mercies never end. God, your love, it's more than I can even comprehend. God, the mysteries of you and who you are, it's unsearchable. Lord, I'm going to hold on in the weight because who you are never grows tired, never grows weary. You never stall to catch your breath. You're always working. You're always moving. Every single day, just the sun rising is a symbol of your faithfulness. We had that storm on Wednesday, but on Thursday, there was a big rainbow over Miami reminding me, God, that you're not done with our city, that you've got a plan for us. Lord, that you're faithful. And God, if I can just get my perspective in tune with the pace of eternity. Oh God, I won't grow weary. I won't faint. I'll wait. I'll wait. So what's holding you up? Because as I close, you've got a great race set before you. You're going to be able to run and not grow weary. You're going to walk and not faint as you wait on God. You're not going to quit. You're going to win. Because God's already won it. But do you really know that he's already won it? Because some of you are still living with sin hindering your life. You're still living carrying burdens that you were never meant to carry. And God gave his only son out of love for you so that you wouldn't have to wait any longer to enter into the presence of God. But so right here in this vapor, you could be a brand new creation you could be transformed in his image. You could be filled with his peace and his power and in knowing that wherever you go, God is with you and you are not alone. What are you waiting for and what is weighing you down? Hebrews 12:1 says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. Lay aside every weight so that you can run freely. The freedom has already been bought. God knows what you did this year. God knows the shame that you carry. God knows the self medication. God knows the secret sin. God knows the unforgiveness and the bitterness and the hurt and the pain. But, friends, I want to challenge you today lay aside every weight. We look at the the actual meaning of that word "lay aside" it means not just to set on your on your uh, bedside table for you know another moment when you might need it. No, when it says lay aside every weight, put that sin down so far away from you, push it so far away from you that you cannot grasp it again. Turn and walk the other way. That's what repentance is. Every single weight, that weight, it actually means something that encumbers your race. I went to the Miami Marathon with my boys to watch rigs this year. And let me tell you, 5 a.m., all those thousands of runners, they're not showing up in a weight vest or in sweats and like really heavy shoes. No, they're taking off every weight they can. Why? Because they want to run the best that they've ever run in their life. And the weight encumbers them. Weight that you carry, the shame, the sin, the secrets, the self loathing, it's time to lay the weight down so that you can run freely into all that God has for you. You wait on Him and you see His faithfulness. You wait on Him and you'll see how merciful. He is. You wait on him and you'll see his grace for yourself. I can testify about it. It's a lot better if you experience it. Lay aside those weights that have hindered you. Find repentance. Find freedom. Find forgiveness in the blood of Jesus. He already said it is finished. Why are you still walking dead? It's time to live. It's time to live. Your life is shaped by your response and the wait. It's being shaped right now. I hope you know that the greatest, the greatest beauty and miracles, productivity of your life, it's most likely gonna come from your wait. Just depends on who you're waiting on. Are you waiting till you have it all together to run your race? Are you waiting until you feel good enough? No, no, no. Who are you waiting on? They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. You wait on God. And you will see the faithfulness. You will see the faithfulness
0: of our King. Thank you for listening to today's message. At VU, we believe we weren't meant to do life alone. We've been created with a unique purpose and designed to live in relationship with Jesus. If you've never surrendered your life to Him, we wanna create an opportunity for you to do so today. If you wanna say yes to Jesus, would you pray this with me? Dear Jesus, come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. I trust you with my past. I ask that you guide me in my present, and I even place my future in your hands. I'm yours, Lord, now and forever. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you made the decision to follow Jesus today, we want to partner with you in the next steps on your faith journey. Go to voochurch.com slash online. We love you.